what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the we out here podcast this is episode eight and uh if you notice if you're out here looking you notice that we got a new logo we're stepping our game up we out here looking good you know we not only out here but we out here looking real good so uh so welcome to episode eight of we out here with conti and carlo uh how are you doing today carlo i'm pretty good man how are you I'm good. I'm good. You know, just just out here living life. What's uh, what's what's new with you? Anything new for you want to share with the people? No, nah, I'm just talking to this girl on Tinder right now as we speak, and she's from Tanzania. So I had to Google that, and that's officially the United Republic of Tanzania. It's the country in East Africa. Yeah, just Google it. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm having some entertainment on that front right now. So yeah, that's, that's what's literally the newest thing in my life. Word. You got to hit him with that entourage thing where you got to talk, tell, talk about what their biggest export is. Like the Sudanese, three, dude. Like the Sudanese. I'm three, ste- I'm three steps ahead of you, <laughs> actually, believe it or not. It's actually not far from the Sudan. Yeah. I mean, it's far from the Sudan, but you know. It's south of Kenya. If you're familiar with Africa, Africa at all, that's East Africa. I'm I'm looking at all this. Yeah. So, so I'm not trying to act like a geography expert or anything like you. that. So it's way out. Definitely there. just definitely wondering how the hell she got so close by to me now. So can't wait to see what's going on with that. <laughs> well, good good luck. I hope that you uh, enjoy your visit to. Uh... Tanzania or whatever the fuck that was. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. And, okay. Uh, it's looking like I might be traveling through the uh through the riverfronts of <laughs> Tanzania. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. So uh there's a whole bunch of stuff that happened since the last time we were on. Um so we'll just get into it. We'll talk about uh we'll talk about some shit here. So uh over the weekend, well, over last week, uh, a uh, R.I.P. Shout outs to Maxim Dadashev. He uh, died in uh, after his uh, boxing match. It was he was on the undercard for Manny Pacquiao. Um, there was a video of the famous boxing trainer Buddy McGurk, uh, who was trying to tell him, you know, we're gonna stop the fight. He actually did stop the fight right after this, so. Uh, he didn't feel like, you know, it's not like he pleaded with this guy and then uh, got him to, you know, he went back out there and didn't let him stop. But he was trying to convince him to stop because he knew that he was getting beat up too much. But we'll, we'll play the video for the people here. Stop it, Max. Okay? I'm going to stop the fight. Max, I'm going to stop it. Max, you're getting hit too much. You're getting hit too much, Max. Please, Max, please, let me do this, Okay. Okay, look at me, please. Please, you're getting hit too much, Max. If I don't, they're gonna do it. You understand me? If I don't, the referee's gonna do it. Please, please, Max. Come on, Max, please. Come on, you, you, you gotta be honest with me, Max. Doc, actually stop it, Doc. That's it. That's it. Great job. 
So after he pleads with him there, he does stop the fight anyways, even though the guy is really kind of saying, no, I don't want to stop the fight. Um, and then he did pass away uh, afterwards. Uh, they put him into a coma. He had a brain bleed, and then uh, he passed away. But, uh, you know, so that's that's a, that's a crazy video to see, man. It's just uh, very crazy. So, uh, Well, you know, I mean, definitely very crazy, but um, just, just, you know, Diving into that a little bit further, since the beginning of the sport box, this has been an issue. And uh, these men know what they sign up for going, what they sign up for going into this. But, you know, it's definitely we've made some strides. It's not 1875 where literally there is no going to the opposite corner on knockdowns. You can just stand over somebody and as soon as they get up, start wailing on them in the head. You know, a lot of um, precautions have been taken, but it just goes to show you the gladiators and the warriors that these men really are when they go out there and suit up, put those gloves on, and they're literally putting their lives at risk. And they're some of the toughest men, along with the soldiers that risk their lives for the country. So, you know, it's, I, I'm glad that we brought this up, even though it's sad that he passed away. Um, it just goes to show that for all the naysayers that boxing's gotten soft or these fighters aren't built the same anymore. It's like, listen, man, even with all the technology and the precautions, you know, it's not safe out there. So if anything, these guys have gotten better. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, it's just a crazy thing to think that like, you know, when you see those fights and people are getting beat up and there's not a knockdown or the trainer throws in the towel early or something when they know somebody's out there and people that are just like general, not really combat sport fans, like guys that just watch casually. It's like, you got to remember that, um, they really fight in each other. This ain't like a, you know, this ain't like a video game, right? They really putting their bodies out there on the line. And when they go through and they, and they end it early or they do something out there, you know, in the crowd boos, hopefully some of those people that would normally boo will, uh, remember this moment because this is why they stop the fights early. This is why they don't let a guy, this is why in UFC, when a guy's head is bouncing off the ground, they stop it. And then people are like, Oh, he's, what the fuck? The ref stopped it early. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've been in there enough to know. Generally, sometimes people make mistakes, but uh, generally they know what's going down. And uh, how do you, they're there. How to... do you feel about, my bad. How do you feel about the hammer fist, though? Since we're on UFC, you know, uh, that hammer fist. I feel like that's like, I think they might have to figure something out with that because that's no. got to be. No, you, you don't think so? I mean, uh, like you're allowed to kick somebody in the head with your shin. Like that's, I know, man. that's like, hitting him with fist. a baseball bat, right? That's hitting him with I've a baseball seen some bat. People get hammer fisted after being clearly knocked the fuck on contact. At least yeah, four times. that's true. But and and there's a lot of people out there that are like, this is why you know, because in boxing, like uh, dudes don't really die in the UFC, right, or get super fucked up. But um, I just think it's because you know there's not a lot of really old UFC fighters yet. So trust me, people people will pass away, but. I think the point is is that in boxing, because this guy had a brain bleed, so in mm. boxing, this guy got knocked down a few times, and in the UFC, like, that doesn't happen, right? So, like, you get knocked down, and then a guy jumps on top of you and throws two, three hammer fists, and then the ref is in there, right? So, yeah, in slow motion, it looks bad because you're, like, watching this one, two, but, like, the refs are, like, I mean, the, 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 the octagon's not that big, so they're over there pretty quick. So, it's like, yeah, you get knocked out, but 
or you get knocked down and the dude jumps on top of you and then it's over. In boxing, it's like you can get knocked down twice around for 10 fucking rounds straight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's I think it's uh, it's just different. Like th- when you get the brain bleed, same thing with CTE, like in football, w- where they say like the linemen get it the worst. And it's pretty true. Like Junior Seau and things like that. It's because those guys are bashing into each other each time. And yeah, sometimes every once in a while you see a wide receiver get knocked out or a corner knocked out because they fucking run full speed and blast into each other. But the guys that are like constantly boom, 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 like every play, those small little hits that are ending up causing the brain bleeds and these other things that are going on. That's where the that's where the real stuff is. So, yo, where's the um, I feel you on that. And I actually agree. And when I say I think they need to figure something out, I don't mean they need to get rid of the hammer fist, but, you know, just figure out some of these calls a little bit better. Like as far as to when to call the fight, it's more of a referee thing as opposed to like a commission. Well, it's always going to come down to the commissioner and, you know, just have the neck. I would say that um, as a person that watches basically every UFC event for the last few years, that they definitely more often stop early than late. And every absolutely. once in a while, there's like what about, a little what bit. What made but, me actually, um, there's, yeah, what actually made me talk about this, I can't remember the guy's name, but the Hispanic dude, the Spanish dude. Jorge Masvidal that fought, that fought Ben yeah. Askren. Yeah, but see, that's I, didn't, so the I thought that why, was actually in his right to do that. I felt well, it, them. Cause, well, and then, you know, okay. they wanted him to it, apologize. It was, it's like, yo, he's, a, he's doing his job. That's a whole nother, and that's they, a whole nother yeah, thing. And I, I, we can go ahead. Beef, we exactly, can go into yeah. that. We can go into that. But the thing with that, with him getting hammer fisted, is like, you don't expect that was the fastest knockout in UFC history, right? So the refs way on the other side and he stopped the fight in five seconds, but Ben was knocked out in like at the two and a half second mark. So like the ref ran over in two seconds. So yeah, he got some shots off, but like the, it's not like this was like a, this, it's not like a lot of other times what happens where you know, played a flying knee one time, even though the people okay. can't see that shit was fucking amazing. Askren knockout. Yeah. Um, cause he was clearly knocked the fuck out. Oh yeah. But what I'm saying <laughs> is like your job as a fighter is to keep, is to keep fighting until hello and welcome everybody. Oh my you god, what is to... this? We gotta fucking watch a video of a guy talking about it. You gotta give me a video of preamble, right? I just can't stand everybody. Ugh. Just give me the fucking clip. <laughs> I mean, this guy is like, why, like what, am I, what is this? Uh, UFC Twitter. You like threw this on me. I gotta find, like, I hate, they do this shit with it the clips. It's so long like, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's You're not that it's that long deep. ago. It's just yeah. that, it's that they, they like, uh, they're like everyone they on YouTube. The show time or no, whatever. No, but every time to be for free. No, yeah. no, no. Every time they fucking put this shit on, on YouTube, like everyone's YouTube video is like a fucking three and a half or four minute video of them talking about it with like a little tiny clip in the corner. Like I just want the fucking video. And I gotta fucking scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah, they, scroll. they post like ten times a fucking day. That's you know what I'm saying, like. I was on there the other day looking for something and I couldn't find it because of that. But uh, it is what it is. By the way, we were talking about UFC Here Twitter. Shouts to UFC Twitter. Can follow them? Here we go. Follow Here we go. them. The fight clock is brought to you by Mozart. Oh. Oh. 
and yeah, he got two punches off. But if you look, like the guy was on the other side because that's literally never happened before. The ref is not Yo, expecting but those that. Two but you got to remember at that force. Just feel me, hear me out. I'm not saying anything that you don't already know, mm -hmm. but those two punches out there at that force can be life or death. It hasn't happened yet in the UFC. It's possible. I mean, it could you know? be, but you don't. Mm -hmm. You fight until the guy touches you, and you, you leave it that way. That, I mean, that's, that's I agree. what it is, you know? But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I love Ben Askren. Ben Askren uh, was fighting in backyards with Kimbo Slice. That's where he got his start. He's a fucking mm -hmm. savage Miami guy. And, uh, I mean, he's just out there doing the damn thing. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's out there uh, making it happen for himself. I like Ben Askren. And, yeah, with the if thing the with people apologizing. people don't know, though, the, yeah, exactly. Remember, you got to give the preamble. Like, so, what, well, pre-fight, those well, guys don't like each other. Well, yeah, yeah kind of. Okay, so Ben Askren is like a kind of like a dorky dude. Right. He's like a cringy dude. So he he does this thing where he'll like make little jokes about people and then post it on Twitter and be like, boom, roasted. It'll be like, oh, you got a terrible haircut. Boom, roasted. Like it, it, he's got like a dad bot almost, but he's probably one of the best American wrestlers uh, in the world and before coming to the UFC. So the long, long story is he was in another division. I uh, was in another promotion and Dana White didn't like him. They had like a personal beef. And so Dana White would not sign him to the UFC. So he was like undefeated, crushing everybody in every other promotion until finally, I think it was because when Joe Rogan had Ben Askren on his podcast, lots of people started to know who Ben Askren was that were UFC fans. And they're like, this guy's undefeated and he's this good of a wrestler and he's not in the UFC. And it's been so long since... Dana White and him had their actual beef that uh, that it kind of pushed his hand, so he ended up getting into the UFC. So Ben Askren had his had his first fight, and he won. Uh, he won his first fight against Robbie Lawler. So this was his second fight about, uh, against Ben Askren, and uh, so uh, Ben Askren is like a kind of like a, a pre shit talker. And, uh, you know, but it's it's more like, a, hey, this is my gimmick and like I'm trying to promote the fight. And Jorge Masvidal is like a real street savage. He's like a guy that you like Ben Askren is not going to fight you in the street. Jorge Masvidal will fight you in a bar. Right. It's like two different types of people. So definitely. So no, definitely. Jorge Masvidal it, like didn't play that shit and took all that shit to heart and was like, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like I'm a yo. He was talking about his up. family, bro. He yeah, was talking not, about his family. He's a street hood dude from Miami. You can talk about his family. I mean, he wasn't really like you. You're saying he talked about his family because Jorge talked about his family, but it was not like he was out there. It, it yo, was, fighters do this all the time. It's not as bad as what. He, <laughs> I mean, it's not as bad as Mike Jorge Tyson planned it. Said, out. I'm gonna fuck you till you love me. Like no yeah, hope. That I was mean, to a reporter. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother level. That's not <laughs> well, even the same. Well, even, yeah, and that's even worse, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's so, even worse. Is my point. So yeah. it's like a man. I remember some of the things he was saying to fighters. Like I'm the, not even gonna. The thing I you know. The, 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 the thing top, I like but... about Jorge Masvidal, and I'm happy that he won, and he won me money, by the way. I bet on that in Vegas, and uh, he won me some money. So thank you, Jorge Masvidal. But because um, he was the underdog, so I bet 50 bucks on him. I think I walked away with like 165 or something like that. So um, the thing I like about him is he was just like, oh, 
just so Ben Askren knows, like, I still don't like him. So if I walk up on him on Whole Foods, I'm smack him. Like, I just like I loved that. It. I just like that. I you need it. dudes I like everything. that in the UFC. The people that are like, oh, this is a professional sport. It's like, no, 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 no. I get that we want it to be more professional and you don't want everyone to be like that, but you need some dudes like that just to remind everybody what the fuck is really going on out there. You know what I mean? You really need, you just need a few of those guys sprinkled in there to just really let everybody know what the fuck is going on. That's what you need. So another UFC thing, a video you wanted me to play so you could talk to the people out here was uh, was we had uh, Tyron Woodley um, talk about uh, this fighter who was Juan Adams. He wore yeah. A, yeah you shared he, this in yeah. our Instagram yes. uh, group chat. He and wore, I just thought that shit was hilarious. Yeah. So so uh, Tyron Woodley is the welter used to be former welterweight champion and. Uh, uh, Juan Adams was a heavyweight fighter, and so he he uh, so Tyron Woodley look, uh, said this in one of the interviews. I gotta get you. I know you're big. You might be able to knock me out, but you have on a romper right now. And um, I love this. First off, what inspired this outfit? Uh, honestly, you know it. Um, we were in a group chat online, mm-hmm. and uh, my boys were just saying some really, you know. <laughs> Whoa. Toxic, toxically masculine thing. Like yeah. if I if I ever saw a dude in a romper, I'd knock him out. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna wear one now. Nah, that's kind of nice. creepy because now they know they're not gonna knock you out. Exactly. Exactly. So. And that button right there struggling. So I know you barely <laughs> got in there. This one's right about there. to pop. So the camera get ready. I gotta get you. I know you. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the video of him. All right, so shout out to the reporter for making light of the situation because if you saw his face from the time he said, I got to get you, uh, he just couldn't let him get away with that. Yeah. For those that don't know, this man is like an offensive lineman in the NFL. You do not want any smoke with this man. And, um, you know, he's wearing a, um, you know those cups that they sell? When you you buy fast food and it has like the green, the purple, and the blue, and it's a white cup. And for other people, the the fuck Jerry symbol, the thing that he stole and put on his thing, it's like that generic cup shit. They they, they they'll the, get it. That's yeah. the sign on the romper, exactly. Right. So that's what he's wearing. And um, you know, when he did it, I mean, I I get what he's doing, and you know, I support that. You know, people should be able to wear whatever they want to wear. But you know, my original thing is like that doesn't exempts you from people wanting to make jokes you know like just as you have the right to wear whatever you want to wear if your boy wants to make fun of you for wearing a romper like it's most likely gonna happen and um i understand you know when people say toxic masculinity but i didn't really know what that was because you know when he said that i was like what does that mean exactly and i don't know are you familiar with it at all uh, I am. I, I I am familiar with that term. Yes. Yeah. And it's honestly like the more and more I read about it, um, it's more of a new phenomena. And it's basically a psychological term that's been applied to uh, basically take a view at the traditional Western values uh, around men and things that are harmful. Like we have to suppress our emotions um, and things of that nature. It's not necessarily intended to demonize men. You know, I'm not going to make this something that it isn't, but it definitely is um, more so a new phenomenon. But 
to have something called toxic masculinity, right? To me, I said to myself, well, there has to be a flip side, right? What is toxic femininity? And are you familiar with that at all, Conti? Conti? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I was typing, so I muted myself. No, I am uh, not really. For, I mean, I can guess, but I'm I'm not. Why, why don't you let me know what, what that is? No, nah, the reason why you're not familiar with it is because it doesn't exist. So that's what made me dig deep into this whole toxic masculinity thing. And I read for a solid hour and 15 minutes. And the more and more and more I read about this, the more and more I think this stuff was created by a woman. And that's perfectly fine. That doesn't make it any less valid. But we need to start digging deep into what would toxic femininity be. Because toxic masculinity, they claim, is the reasons why there's things like mass shootings and things of that nature. And I'm not going to equate it as that, as that far of it. You know, I definitely do believe that homophobia is unacceptable and things of that nature. But at the same time, um, there are, you know... I was about to get into some hot water with what I was about to say. I'm not even going to say it like that. There are certain articles of clothing that traditionally have been viewed for the opposite sex and men have strayed away from it. And just understand that if you choose to wear that, I support you wholeheartedly. But there are people in the world that whether in front of your face or behind your back, they're going to crack some jokes. And, you know, you just have to be willing to accept that kind of stuff because at the end of the day, it's going to exist. I'm not saying it's all right, but... I mean, at the end of the day, people have the right to poke fun at things and it's always going to happen. I got made fun of the other day by a complete stranger. But going back to what I was thinking about with toxic femininity, if that were to be anything, I'm going to leave y'all with something to think about with this. And it's because I read it in a meme and it's to teach little girls that they don't have to be beautiful to be valuable. You know, let's not say things like you shouldn't eat carbs to little girls. And this is that what they were saying from mothers to their daughters. So, you know, I think that there is um, an idea of what it is, but it hasn't been labeled and it hasn't been considered a psychiatric thing, which makes me more and more suspicious that, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and call it for what it is. Toxic masculinity is like 90% bullshit. I mean, I agree with you. Yo, bro, I mean, it's not even, that's what I'm saying. It's not even like some hot take because I don't really have any like emotion into it. It's just, you know, you see that video and it's like, I get what dude is trying to do. But when you read what toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity is not dude saying, oh, I'd knock some guy out if I ever see him in a romper. That's just some dude being a fucking idiot. You feel what I'm saying? And that's why it was so easy to expose that because we all know that we're not going to knock you out, bro. But at the same time, the reporter was making fun of you right in front of your face. He's like, I'm not going to let you get away with that one. That well, button about to pop. Like, it's yeah. just going to be there. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, the guy is actually a one of the one of the best welterweights of all time. The guy that was making fun of him. He's just a 170 pounder. So it's 
It's a huge. Well, I actually thought that was. A, I didn't even know who that was. That's, so that's Tyron Woodley. He's one of the yeah, greatest welterweights of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was just like, I gotta get at you. I gotta. I can't. I can't let this go while you're standing up here. I gotta bring it up. Yeah. And I feel, I feel him. Like I thought it was. I mean, if you see the video, you see a grown man. I'm talking a bear of a man. Yeah. Like <laughs> in a motherfucking romper. It's hilarious. It's just. Come on, anybody would think that's funny. And um, yo, shouts to all the men out there that are comfortable in themselves. I mean, I'm a fan of Bad Bunny's music and talk about is that sus? I've seen some outfits. <laughs> Go follow at Bad Bunny on Instagram if you don't right now, fellas, and uh, just enjoy yourself with that. But um, yeah, it's a crazy world, man. I'm starting to think more and more we live in a sim in yeah, inside of a simulation as opposed to uh an actual like reality so to speak jesus that's no, a, i'm just joking i'm saying wild. that joking i was like no, i'm saying a, that joking that's a wild one i don't even know what to say to that all right no i'm saying like <laughs> what i'm what i mean by that and you know a lot of people have said that jokingly more so that like you know the world has changed so much and we're all we're, we're all like trying to see how much we could get away with and how far we could what i mean by that is like how far left can we take it like you know like just anything like i'm pretty sure next thing you know the we're going to be asking if we could do certain things to kids that people might be uncomfortable with. And I'm not saying like anything crazy. I'm just talking like, yo, I want my kid to be the next superstar athlete. Can I start injecting him with fucking steroids at age eight? Can I do that? And um, the reason I actually am even saying that is because I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and they were saying that in contrast to some of the societal decisions as far as things around, you know, like hormones and things of that nature and children. And it's like, well, on the flip side of that is like, can I like, you know, make can I juice next? my kid? Yeah. Like, exactly. like, I mean, can I like if if like if we're having the discussion of and this will this this is a real hot topic. So we'll just skate around the outside for now. But exactly. like if 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 you're allowed to say, like, I want to give male hormones to a girl or female hormones as early as the boy, age of seven. Yep, that's what they're talking about. am I allowed to seven. just give a lot of male hormones to a boy instead and just turn him into a little tiny Brock Lesnar and have my <laughs> kid turn into fucking LeBron James out here and uh, and just Go be dunking the Warner basketball. <laughs> just dunking the, yeah, Pop Warner looking out there, Junior Seau giving kids CTE and fucking crushing them out there. Like, <laughs> can I do that? I don't know. That's an interesting... You know, it's an interesting discussion that uh, that people that people will uh, people will will need to keep to ha uh, keep happy. I just want to know how far we could go, bro. It's a see how much we could get away with. Yeah, we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't know yet, but we're uh, we're finding out. I guess we'll find out soon enough. Word, but on a lighter note, though, so you know, uh, you know, take taking it away from something that might not spark feelings in people, you know, there's this video that's been going around social media. I don't know if you've seen it, Conti. Um, but it's pretty much a bison charging a little girl. Yeah, so I'll play it for the people, which, uh, you know, they'll only be able to hear the audio, so it'll probably be like the worst 19 seconds of podcast history, but we'll give it a shot. So right now there's this big-ass bison, and it's just here, just chilling. It's walking, people are taking videos, and then boom. <gasps> First of all, can we talk about how the fact that I just paused yeah, it right even, before the bison I, I'm hit? Mad, I'm mad that you're going to say exactly what I'm about to say. Can we talk about the adults? Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so what we're paused at right now for the people that can't see 
is that there is a two grown ass adults who ran away and then a child now that is alone with a bison in front of it. So like, first of all, you y'all are some terrible ass parents. And this kid gets straight up tossed into the air, like full flip into the air and everything. So it turns out that what um uh, uh apparently um what had happened was from from my 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 limited research was that these people were walking up. You can see how the other people are taking a video too. I mean they walked up to this buffalo or bison or whatever, and you know, like real close to it. And they were just taking videos of it. And the thing was like, yeah, I'm not feeling you in my personal space. And just straight up yoked this girl, little girl. What was going for the whole group over there? And the parents just straight up dipped out on them. So, I mean, that's pretty, uh, it, it, it's pretty rough. First of all, uh, don't stop. Can we stop getting mad at animals for doing animal shit? Like, Thank you. When people get in a cage, like, uh, like if you... So I went to a wolf sanctuary uh, with with uh, our boy Ace, who everybody met on one of the previous podcasts. I you mentioned this on – I think you mentioned this on yeah, episode four. Yeah, I think I mentioned yeah. it somewhere. Anyways, we went to a wolf sanctuary, and this man – all these people were de dead ass in a cage, like with a wolf, with like treats in their pocket. And these wolves are like jumping on them and all types of shit. It's like if one of these wolves just decides – Hey, bro, give me that treat. And the guy says no. And then the wolf fucks him up. We always go, oh, shit. Why'd that wolf do that? Because these are fucking wild animals, bro. And I think the biggest problem is that, um, is like cartoons convince people that like these animals are like little tiny sweet things. Like bears too. Like people get really mad when people hunt bears, right? Or like when they kill bears because they're just wandering into neighborhoods, fucking people's things up and things like that. Or mountain lions that are coming in, that have come in from the woods and start killing people's dogs and cats. And they get like real upset because they're like, no, the cute bear. And it's like, yo, bears eat baby bears. Like bears will eat baby bears. They will walk in, a male bear will walk in and, and walk up to baby bears and eat them. These are not like the cute Pooh Bear things that you think they are. These bison and buffalo, like, yeah, you might have seen them on television before, but this thing will fuck you. It's got horns, son. It's ready to fuck you up. So, like, don't walk that close with your fucking child. And then number two, if you're there with your child, don't fucking run away from it. What kind of fucked up assholes are you that you're Yo, just bro, like, Yo, I gotta funny leave them behind, the world, son. Bro. I just it's leave them behind. I hate, I hate to get racial. They're at, I'm black. You feel what I'm saying? I can't say if they're black because I'm trying to figure it out because I see some tan skin. But it's just like, come on, come on, do better. I know I it's every not, man safe for himself. I I'm do just not I'm teasing think, them. I'm teasing them. I, I do not think they're black. If I think <laughs> what black people go get that close to a goddamn bison? <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say they were Asian. If I was making a guess, like Indian Asian, that's what I was thinking. No, 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 no. no. They're light. They're these are these are not. The, the, Am I seeing this shit in like 480p? Is that yes, what it is? Yes, you're I seeing it in 480p. Right yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm sorry to attack the race of the people. That really doesn't matter. I was just poking fun at the situation. But if you haven't seen the video, take a look at it. It is literally like. 
they, they leave the kid behind. They, they, just, they, they do just a solid 40 yard dash. Yeah. The mother and the father, too, which is <laughs> no, like not hilarious. even one of them. They both together peace out on this girl, man. It's, it's, I, I hope the girl is, I hope the girl is, uh, I hope everything is fine. I hope everything works out. But I hope that those parents, me too, get fucking punched in the goddamn head because they're and fucking what idiots. I don't think. What I don't hope happens, I hope that what I don't know where they were. You pray you may have touched based on this, but I was I, I don't was know where they Nadia. were. I was texting Nadia when you were yeah, talking to me. Yeah, yeah, I don't, um, I, and that's Tunisia, whatever, wherever yeah, the fuck it's. Yeah, I'm also talking to Christine and yo, get on Tinder, fellas. <laughs> it's not that bad. You could have some fun, but anyway, um, just going back to what I was uh, saying briefly, um, you know, you just I hope that they don't sue if that's a zoo or a bison sanctuary or whatever it is. I hope that these people don't try to sue them because like you said, it's just a bison doing bison things. You shouldn't have your kid. I, if that was my daughter, I would have been holding her in my arms the whole time out of fear that something might just run up on her, let alone us. But you know, everybody's different. You know, And I don't even have kids. So, you know, I can't really comment because I'm being, I'm sitting on my high horse. So, you know, I don't really know what I would do in that situation, but I think, I'm almost positive it wouldn't be leave my little girl behind. I know that if my fucking kid, I know that if my kid, if I was stupid enough to get that close to the animal and then it charged me, I would straight up yeet my kid as far away as possible. Like I would throw that, like I would grab them and be like, huh, like, you know, like I would either try to pick them up and run. Or if I felt like the thing was right there, like going to hit us, I would just like throw them like a few feet away. Like, you know, like kind of give them a fucking push over to try to get them out of the way. But I would definitely not fucking leave them alone. <laughs> but, you know. Whatever. What do I know? Anyways, hopefully that girl is okay. So, uh, we got to talk about your boy Adrian Peterson. So I don't know that's, if you heard. Your boy. That's not. No, no, no. First not my all, boy. You would have wanted to put me fan. onto him. No, 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 no. You see, you put me onto him when he broke the rookie rushing yard with two ninety six. This is back when we lived together. He did it like the year before. You know, you were like, oh, Adrian Peterson. You uh, know, you're a Packers fan. You were still. A fan of the talent. I mean, don't, don't throw this all on me. I mean, just I'm just going saying, some hard time. He's not my boy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, anyways, Adrian Peterson has made oh about a hundred million dollars in salary plus endorsements and everything else, but uh, he is apparently um, broke, super broke. Uh, he doesn't have the money to pay back a five point two million dollar loan. First of all, what the fuck are you taking out a five point two million dollar loan, son? But anyways, and then nah, he's got three deeper. It's for it's an automobile loan, so he was buying fancy cars with that shit. Yeah, and that that's just a dumb decision. But uh, yeah, like uh, if anyone saw for his thirtieth birthday, I believe that he's now thirty thirty two. Adrian Peterson. 34 so for his 30th birthday uh he had a gigantic party in which he had he had to have spent like a million bucks uh he rode in on an elephant um he did a whole bunch of wild 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 shit so uh this is what happens when uh you think that you're gonna keep making money forever uh and you just you just bmf because this man out here is this man out here has just officially went super broke. Uh, it's pretty fucking unfortunate because he blew through a hundred million dollars in when he got drafted in 
Let's see. He got drafted. Adrian Peterson. He got drafted in 2007. So from 2007 to 2019, he blew over $100 million, which is pretty. Well, two things about Adrian Peterson I want to address. Number one, he's very lucky to have made that much money as a running back in today's NFL. He's also very lucky to have played as long as he has as a running back in today's NFL. So two major career claps for him on that. Also, when you read these reports, they can't go into full detail as to what happened. And I know reckless spending is a huge part of this, but I have a strong suspicion Adrian Peterson was taken advantage ad- <clears throat> advantage of by these crooked tax, I mean, these crooked, crooked investment firms, all these scammers, people that say they're going to manage their money for you, don't pay your taxes. Now you're delinquent on taxes for four years on the level of income that you make. Like, it, it, there's a lot of things that could happen to you. So, you know, whether it be the story of guys like Antoine Walker for the NBA who blew $120 million at earning that much from the Celtics, or even guys like Allen Iverson who um, are lucky to have companies like Reebok who literally put a, away like $50 million for them and said, you can't touch it till you're 55 because we think we should just do that for you. <laughs> Um, it just goes to show you, if you don't have the right people looking out for you, you can go bust faster than you even came up. I think Shaq, uh, while, uh, last thing I want to say on that, I think Shaq uh, admits that when he got his rookie contract, he was $250,000 in debt within the first 10 days. Oh, yeah, because he bought like a car and then his dad said something. I, I remember watching that video and then his dad said something about how oh, well, you ain't going to buy me a car. So then he bought his dad his car, and then his mom wanted a car, so he bought his mom a car, and then he bought a crib, and then he bought this, and then he bought his mom a crib, and then it, it, it was just a whole big thing. And that, that's what happens. It's like they don't realize this money. This money is not, you know. And for every Shaq, there's a dude that only made it in the league two years, you know. Exactly. So, like, Shaq made it out the other side and was smart and owns a whole bunch of businesses and was super smart. But for every other guy out there, it's not. I think the biggest uh, – it's just, you know, you see this a lot with the, with athletes and these other things. And I just think that it's like, uh, you know, I, I, I would love to see the leagues at least try to be a little bit more responsible and let them know that – like try to give some sort of financial guidance well um, you know me i could only speak on the nba because i follow it like i work for it yeah um i don't know too much about the nfl but the NF- nba definitely does have financial advisory programs the players association have gathered a pension program together for players where they all put their own money into a program and it splits into a pool, it's actually a very nice thing because there are some players that make significantly more amounts than other players. And to pool some of those percentages together just makes the pot even bigger than it would be for some people had they not done it that way. So um, they really do understand the fraternity that they're in and that there are outside forces that are going to try to take advantage of them, whether it be friends and family, whether it be shady business partners, or even if it's just failed investments. Um, before Jamal Mashburn uh, was doing the dealerships that he owns, he's a former NBA player. 
he bought like 20 car washes and they all like went bust in the first five years. He lost like $6 million. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, it's not always champagne and $250,000 nightclub tabs, but that's definitely part of it. Um, you just got to know what you're doing in this world, man. Um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. Sometimes they don't even have it like that, you know? They they almost never have it like that. But um yeah, they almost never have it like that. But yeah, I mean I mean they all do I mean I guess they do what they can, you know, but uh eventually these they just gotta they just need better people in their lives that are gonna not let them Yo, I just want the public like to know. I want the public to know. Your boy Carlo is on fire. I'm turning my phone off. Okay. I mean, I, I'm being professional. I'm working. I'm trying to do this podcast the right way, but you know, I was having a little bit of a bad day, so I had to get back on Tinder. My girl is acting up. She's not even my girl. You ever seen Four Brothers? Yes. With Tyrese, Andre Benjamin, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Shouts to Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Well, I don't know if you remember in the movie, uh, Tyrese has a girlfriend from back in the day. The Hispanic chick played by uh, Sophia, Var- 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 what was her name? Uh, I don't. She's on. Uh, she's Sophia. on. Uh, yeah, Vergara or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. But anyway, she she plays his girlfriend in the movie, and you know, he hadn't seen her in a solid ten years, and then he comes back to town, and um, you know, like they get into this big fight in the house. And Mark Wahlberg's talking like, yo, bro, like 24 hours ago, she was somebody else's boyfriend. I mean, girlfriend, like, I'm confused. He's like, she is my girl. She is my girl. Well, the only reason why I'm referencing that scene is because that's actually my fucking life. So there's a girl that I've been dating on and off for about fucking eight years at this point. <clears throat> Welcomes herself back into my life. And I kid you not. Conti, I kid you not. This woman says to me after a couple times hanging out again, Laslin, I need somebody to make me a wife. Yikes. Hey, yo. Be like, I hope you find that person. God bless you. You understand? (laughs) I can't wait till you find that person. Let me know how it works out for you. Until then, you try to come over and watch some Netflix. Like what? You want to hear a funny story, though? So now that I'm back on Tinder and I'm swiping again, that person that used me on February 14th, that whole story, Uh I came across their profile. Oh, man. She just must be hanging out with her cats, huh? Nah, she was like apparently living her best life. Like she had photos of her on a boat. I was like, more power to you, honey. You ain't gonna use me like a time hoe. Exactly. Goddamn time hoe. You gotta be careful of those time hoes, bro. You gotta be careful of those time hoes out there. Or the crazy clingy ones that turn 28 and get desperate and think that there's some biological clock. I mean, not even biological, just some life goal clock. Like, I'm supposed to have been married by now. Gonna fucking press me. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, whatever happened to just, you know, let's see where this is going. Like, spend time. And ladies, nah. I understand if you want to be a wife, but you don't just demand the title. What qualities do you have that makes you a wife? You know what I can't stand, specifically with this particular female individual. This is not all ladies. But this woman has a philosophy that she'll hold out on certain things 
under the pretense, oh, if you commit to this, I'll do this on the back end. And it's like, baby girl, you got to do all the things that would make me want to make you my wife on the front end. Like, not on some, oh, the only way I'm giving neck is if I'm your girlfriend. I'm not saying that's anything specifically that she said to me. I'm just trying to give the fellas <laughs> an idea. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> if she said that to me, we wouldn't be on and off for eight years. There's no way that I would even be dealing with. It. I don't want to. She might listen to this podcast. I don't want to insult nobody. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't want to say anything specifically. I'm just trying to give people an idea of uh, the situation that I'm dealing with. And it's like, listen, baby girl. I want to experience your world with me in it and vice versa. And I'm willing to commit to a project of that nature. And I'm willing to put all things aside and put in the time and effort to cultivating our relationship to get the most out of it. But what you're not going to do is put a bunch of fucking rules, regulations, and guidelines on me. And on top of that, put it all within a time frame. Like, what do you think this is? Like, what do I look like? Do I look like? Do, yo, Conti, what does she think this is, bro? Yo, so I got something similar that, uh, well, not similar, but I also got some, a, uh, a, a, a crazy uh, woman story uh, to, to share with the people. So lay it uh, on us, bro. So I've been, so I've kind of casually been talking to and, and, go I went out on a few dates with this girl who's in the medical field and uh she kind of showed that she was a little crazy I, I'll say it a little crazy <laughs> I was just trying to think if there was a better way to say that so a little crazy uh because she's in the medical field she works at a hospital and uh basically what I said was like hey um I just asked a general question about, like, can they take a break or, like, do they have a break room? I don't even remember what the fucking question was. I was just trying to, like, act, like not act. I was just genuinely interested in, like, you know, what she does at work, etc. And uh, she took that, like, super offended. But instead of communicating like a normal person being like, well, actually, we don't get to take breaks and we're super understaffed and whatever. Like, saying that immediately, she, like, held that shit in her chest and, like, held on to that for, like, weeks until... I said something else. I think I might have talked about this on the podcast. I don't remember. But anyways, she was feeling like shit and she was really sick. She had like a medical thing going on. Ended up being that it was like a semi-serious medical thing. And she was feeling like shit and she was like, I really don't want to go to work. I was like, yo, then call out if it's really that bad. And then she just went off. She was like, you think I could just call out and I got to take care of people all day and blah, 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 and this and that. And then if I call out, then everyone else is even in a worse position and we're understaffed. And you are at it. You don't think that I work hard at work and you think that I work this regular job where I can just go in and out and do whatever I want. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck are you talking about? Who, who said that I think that you just could do whatever you want? And she was like, well, you know, you asked me if we had a break room and how often I get to take a break and we don't get to take breaks. I was like, yo, that shit was like a fucking month ago. You've been holding that in your chest thinking about like, Oh man, I can't believe he said that for that fucking long. So this was like a month and a half ago from that. So anyway, so uh, I was like, yo, you're crazy. Like I, I definitely do not think that you just sit around and don't do anything all day. Like you said, oh, I don't feel good. I don't want to go to work. So I said, then call out. Like I, like you, you said, oh, I don't feel good. So I said, call out. Like I don't know like how you're going to take that shit like so serious. So then anyways, so go forward like 
a few weeks later to last weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get into the super details, but anyway, she, she got a few pairs of glasses that she was having to pick which ones that she wanted. And, uh, she picked out five glasses. She sent me some of the pictures of her wearing the glasses and said, which one do you like? I picked one. So then later she says, Oh, my mom and my brother picked the same ones and they like the same ones too. So that's the one I'm going to go with. And, uh, just to catch everybody up to speed, her brother is about to propose to this girl that everyone in her entire family hates They're Everybody hates him. Like everybody hates this girl. She's like real mean. She's like really rude to him. She doesn't do anything nice. She's a real, she's a real asshole. So I make a joke and I say, oh, well, your brother doesn't really have the best judgment because he's going to marry, you know, her name. So, but at least me and your mom pick the same thing too. So you know that it's the right decision, right? That's just a casual little, little joke, right? That's what I thought. So anyway, she worked three days in a row, all really long shifts. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I don't talk to her Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So this morning, uh, I text her and she was like, oh, well, I guess I can answer you now. And I was like, answer me now. It's like, what? She was like, oh, well, you know, you fucking made fun of my brother and that was really fucked up. So, you know, and I was just like, wait, what? The joke that I'm like, that simple joke I made. She was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, and so I'm trying to be cool about it. I'm like, all right, well. Uh, it definitely was a joke, but I understand that maybe you took it a different way. So I did not mean it that way. I was just joking. I thought that that was clear since, you know, you literally shit on your brother's girl like five times a week. So I thought that you was know, very she clear. It seems very one way. Well, you know, it is. It is. Wait till you get to this yeah. part. So then, so. Because what she wants is me to, like, flip out and, like, get into an argument with her. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm sorry you took it that way, right? Because I'm not going to say I'm sorry I said it because it was just a regular-ass joke. But uh, I'm sorry you took it that way, and it, was, and, it, and it made you upset. And then she was like – and I was like, but also, I really don't think the most appropriate way to handle this is by just ignoring me on purpose for three days. And she was like, I worked – three days in a row and you knew that and I worked till 11 and see this is why and this is proof that you think that I don't do anything at work and I was like whoa stop I was like first of all I'm not having this discussion with you again we already hashed this out that you invented this whole like I don't think you work hard at work thing and number two you said at the beginning of this conversation that now you can answer me which infers that you were purposely not answering me over the weekend. All I was doing was saying, I don't think that's the appropriate way to handle it. You said you had time to answer, and you didn't. I didn't say that. You said it. So now you're coming at me for bringing that up and then somehow trying to twist that into, I don't think you work hard. I was like, I'm not having this discussion with you anymore. Like, I never said that uh, you don't work hard, and if, if you're just going to keep holding this over your head for like, we've only been talking for like three months. We went out on a few dates. Like, and this is going to be a thing. You're constantly like throwing in my face. I was like, yo, it is what it is. Like, I'm sorry you took it that way. And uh, it just basically I was just like, yo, it is what it is. But I'm not I'm not talking about this with you. And I just straight up was like done. Like I, like I can't I can't be bothered with this. Right. Like like you're like 
you're playing these games where you're like, I'm going to ignore you for three days. And then, oh, and then when I'm like, well, I don't think that's the best way to handle it. You're like, well, I was fucking busy. It's like, well, you said you were ignoring me. So I don't know what to tell you. But anyways, girls yeah, out nah, here is crazy. full of shit. Yeah. Nah, yeah, exactly. She's full of shit and you're exactly. better off without her. Oh, well, I will yeah. tell you this, though. If you can get a quickie in with it, though, take it and run. I mean, you know, that's why do you think I was still around after the first argument? Like the first time. <laughs> otherwise, it was like whatever. But now it's just like, yo, it's not worth like it's not worth it's not worth all these games like i can't like i can't like these are the same girls that will post memes or like little inspirational quotes about how they're forever single and all this other shit and it's like well maybe because you're being fucking crazy right like why don't you ask me how my day was and come out here instead of just ignore me for a weekend because you think that i made fun of it's just crazy shit these are the same people that are like oh my god forever single this and that and oh why can't you find a real man well i I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. Enjoy yourself. As soon as the chick tells me she purposefully ignored me, I lose all it. That's exactly what it was. That's never even happened. But I just feel it like like it's never happened when she told me that she she purposely has say it. She said she said I can answer that. She said, Well, I can I guess I can answer you now. And then when I called her out on it, she tried to backpedal that she didn't say that. But she very clearly said same same concept. Yeah, 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 exactly. As soon as I figure it out, like are you out here playing games? I'm twenty eight years old. Listen, honey, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to enjoy my life with you in it or without. Either way, my shit is moving forward. Hell yeah. That's exactly how I feel. It's like, look, man, I don't got time for this stress nonsense in my life. So you go play games with some fucking other psychopath that wants to play games and get into big arguments with you, man, because uh, it's just not going to happen over here. Uh, but, Yo, uh, and, it's, and it's guys that don't check their girl from the beginning. That end up like the dude on the plane. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's what the people don't know. This is the most absurd thing. This is on a commercial flight. <laughs> it looks like Delta Airlines to me. It looks like Delta. What do you think, Conti? We fly enough because we balling like CC. Uh, that looks like Delta, right? I can't Or is that tell. American? I can't tell. Honestly, I can't tell. Um, it might be. I, I don't There's think no it's logos, Delta right? because the you seats don't? are normally blue, but I don't I don't know. I don't know that I can tell from here. But either way, this is a regular full ass commercial flight. So this guy gets his ass beat by his girl on a plane. Whole plane. It's off because it's she's looking because he's apparently looking at other women. So here we go. Here's the clip. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you better believe that I wear the fucking nuts, nigga, in front of public. You wanna fucking try to look at other women, nigga? No, fuck you. You ain't gonna look at other women, and you ain't gonna tell me you're looking at other women. Yeah, I know I fucking consult the fucking child. I already know. I look, I'm not gonna say nothing if you don't say nothing try to cause a commotion, because he's a fucking problem. Yeah, I'm assaulting you. I'm assaulting you. 
So, first of all, there's just so much craziness in this video. Number one, I'm, 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 int I'm intrigued. So, first of all, first of all, why is she saying the N word? Is she Puerto Rican? She, she's Hispanic. <laughs> she's Hispanic. Uh, she's Hispanic. She's not black <laughs> by any physical features. She's not black. She's certainly not black. That is for sure. Um, so it's like, so the first thing is like, you ain't gonna look at other women. She's, she's you ain't gonna tell me you looking at other women, right? And then they're like, I love, I, and then I they're love like, this white guy. Look at that white guy. I love it. He's trying to be so nonchalant, but he just can't help. Me. He's like, yo. Yeah, I know. I fucking consult him. But I like so here when they're like, there's a kid behind you. And she's like, I know, I fucking consulted the kid. Like, what? What are you no, talking about? I consoled, I consoled. Oh, I consoled as in, kid. like, I gave it comfort. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but you out here, like, yelling at this man right now. So you're just, you're doing too much. The fucking child. There's a little boy right behind you. I already know. Say nothing, try to cause a commotion. So, number two is like, then she instantly blames this guy, right? She's like, they're like, yo. We're gonna need you to chill out. And she's like, well, I won't say nothing if he don't fucking do nothing because he's the goddamn problem. No, no, no. You're the problem, right? <laughs> We're in an airplane. He's the problem with your emotions. You're upset at him, right? So between you and him, he's the problem between you and him. But between the plane and all of the surrounding people, you're the problem, right? I'm not talking about your relationship with your man. I'm talking about the fact that you are making a fucking humongous scene on a commercial flight. He's a fucking problem. Like, he's not the problem. You're, fucking, you're the problem. Say shit to me, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Nigga, fuck you. You wanna fucking watch when we get home, nigga? Watch when we get home. Take her off the plane. First of all, a man does this, he's going to jail. Like, not just, like, little bit jail. Not fine jail. This all is, right, like... Now, now I gotta interrupt They fighting you. But hold on, hold on. This Let's keep going. Let's I keep agree. going. Let's keep going. Let's just keep going. Fuck you. I want to talk to you. Go through it. I'm not bringing my back to the If I let him in my back, I'm not ever going to see you again. So here. So here she starts threatening him like, oh, I'm never going to see you again. If I got to get my bag and I got to get escorted off this plane, I'm never going to see you again. Right? So she threatens the relationship. Right? Which again... What did this come from? He was looking at other girls on Instagram because she she says you out here looking at other girls. Like, what are we talking about? How, who could he be looking at in the airplane? Right? Like, it's got to be like Instagram, attendant. a flight attendant, Instagram, whatever. Like, okay, even that. Like, what are we talking about? So now, because he looked at somebody, she's ready to just be like, the relationship is over. And then don't put it out there if you ain't willing to take the other 50-50 shot. Which he goes, don't you ever come to my house, nigga? I'll call the police on you. And also, don't ever come to my house, I'll call the police on you. So not only is she threatened to break up with him, she's like, if you ever come back to me, I'll call the police and lie about how, why you coming there. Fuck you, oh really? And he goes, okay, you're being ridiculous. Not a right now. You shut the fuck up. And then boom, smacks him. Then the whole flight, everyone goes, oh shit. So then they're like, sir, let's get out of here, right? Oh, you gonna come up? So then the dude is like, yeah, I gotta get the fuck out. Man, get off. You're assaulting me, man. Oh, I'm assaulting you. Yeah. Oh, Barber. Yeah. I don't know. For fuck's sake. Look at what she throws at him. I don't know if you noticed this. I'm assaulting you. He throws a whole ass laptop. 
right? If you look at this, look at this here. Because you heard that shit when everybody screamed. And then this lady's holding her head because she got hit some shit. And now where is it? So she threw like a whole ass laptop or something. She threw some large object. I'm gonna get my purse. Are you okay? Are you okay? Fuck you. You wanna say I'm assaulting you? Fuck you. Fuck you, man. Well, you did assault him, you fucking stupid bitch. Oh, keep that attitude when they actually arresting you, by the way. The fine, whatever, charge mode assault. Let's see what her attitude was when they was really booking oh. her ass. Yo, so Carlo, what do you, what do you think about this lady and her and her behavior on this plane, on this miscellaneous Delta slash American flight, whatever this is? Well, for starters, she definitely lacks a little bit of class, but you know, I just want to basically touch what you said and um if it was a man acting like that, the U.S. Marshal would have probably tased him. There's no way she doesn't beat him at home. This is reverse domestic abuse, and it's in public. And what frustrates me is nobody steps in because it's a woman. I guarantee you if it was a man like that, everybody on that plane would have been getting involved. And, um, you know... It just goes to show you that as men in that situation, you really have to just do exactly what that man did. And that's keep your composure. Use the uh, authority figures at hand to your advantage. And you might have to take a couple licks, a few hits. Um, but as far as reacting and even responding to her, you're better off just not even engaging. So. Big shout out to that man for carrying carrying himself and to the best of his abilities, and um, you know, yo, you you, you fine, homie, because she wasn't even that cute to be acting like that in public anyway. So you, you don't even need her. Yeah, that right. it's just some it's just some fucking incredibly crazy wild shit that this happened. Like, like, and he did. You're right. He did exactly what you need to do, which is just. Get the fuck out of there. You literally cannot do anything. You you just have to run away, which is what he did. He just, you have to get out of there because she's punching you I, in the I head. I love how she's, she's like, punching, am she I assaulting you? Laptop. You're going to say I'm assaulting you? You're going to say I'm assaulting you? And then like, she no, actually assaults and then, <laughs> and then she starts assaulting him. She throws a fucking laptop at him, right? And like, then, and then. I, mean, I think it's a federal offense if you hit a, uh flight attendant or any any employee so yeah. she might have some issues on her hand for yeah. real i hope so fuck this bitch up because that's just some un this is some some real real terrible shit that that is like that's just some wild shit like i can't believe that this woman thinks she straight up thinks that um any of this is acceptable that there's any way that this is okay behavior or anything like that it's and she doesn't realize she took it from he was looking at other women now he's looking for other women well that is true man that you is see true. the difference but that's what you he see deserves the difference? because you know now he deserves better wild. you feel that what i'm saying and i hope he gets some for the clout pussy off this yes yeah i hope he uh yeah the only problem is he's not you know his face he's is in there for like a up. second yeah. <laughs> his face is in there for like a second so i don't know how much clout he'll get off that but Hopefully he gets something like that, but hopefully. No, nah, but definitely, yeah, man, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. I can't believe that this uh, that this person thinks that it's like okay to behave like that, and then thinks it's okay like after they say like you're assaulting him, and he's like, yeah, you're assaulting me, and then the guy tries to get out of there. She's like, oh, you think that's assault? I'll show you assault, and then just starts whooping his ass again. And uh, mm. and for the for the lady listeners out there, uh, if you think even like as a joke, like oh, get him, girl, how dare he? Like, you're the problem. Like get that shit absolutely. out of your mind. Get no, that shit out of your mind. Because, no, seriously, like that's not even. On, cool. If it was the if the shoe was on the other foot, you ladies were like, "Oh my god!" It's the same thing. Abuse is abuse. Yeah, and, um, and that's that abuse. Man has every right, every right to when press she, charges on that woman. Yeah. Yes, because I mean that's just some that's some incredibly wild shit. That's super fucked up. It's just wild. And don't and don't. Oh well, you know, looking at. Other girls' pictures on Instagram is disrespectful. I can see why she's upset. I don't care. You don't act like that. But that's what I'm saying. I don't mind. Be upset all you want. But just like the flight attendant was saying, like, you're causing a problem. And then she turns it into, well, he's, if he doesn't say nothing, then there won't be nothing because he's the problem. It's like, no, 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 no. In your little world of you and him, maybe he's the problem. Maybe he was DMing other bitches. Maybe he was setting up a date for when he landed there. But now you have become the problem for everyone on the plane. And you need to have enough awareness to know that you, you're you the problem now and you got to chill the fuck out. But she didn't well, and she I would be the guy. I would be the guy that's going to say he did nothing wrong. I don't think he did anything wrong. But I'm just saying, even if he did, my point I was that. That's some chick. I think she just woke up mad that day because, yo, I, either they're coming from vacation or they're going to it. Either way, the vibe shouldn't be what it is. Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate saying, like, if even if he was, that still doesn't excuse you then becoming a problem and literally ruining this flight and then having to get arrested and then the delay it's going to be of this fucking flight having to go go back or whatever bullshit it had to do, you know? It's just some wild shit. It's just some wild shit. But... Yeah, uh, so I got one more topical thing that I want to bring up, and then I think we're good to get out of here. So uh, I don't know if you saw last week, but there was this uh, female comedian, uh, Dina Hassam, who made a joke and uh, about XXS Tentacion. I, I think the joke was actually a very good joke. I'll play it for the people. And then uh, people went out here and were trying to cancel her. Uh, so let's let's play the joke for the people. Is anyone still mourning XXX Tentacion? <laughs> he's a he's a rapper who uh, was murdered. He's dead now. Um, he was he was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with fifty thousand dollars in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money, which is very tragic. But I think also it would be a very good Venmo commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought when I heard that. Like, I don't have Venmo. I should get Venmo. So, of course, the internet turned this into a, well, oh, man, uh, uh, so young black men getting shot is a funny joke now and this and that. So, uh, I'm... I'm gonna give my take on it, and then we'll see. We'll see what your take is on it. But my take is, 
Number one, people forget. Well, actually, let me go with more of the joke. The joke, at no point does she make light of the fact that he got murdered. In fact, she even says, oh, you know, he got shot carrying this money and it's tragic. And then she just kind of makes like a little joke about, well, it's a perfect Venmo commercial. Like, if you're not carrying $50,000 in cash, like, you should Venmo it, right? So, like, that's the joke. And that's what comedians do is take these tragic things and make jokes about them. And then what what you can't do is then go in and try to censor people on top of that and be like, you go into a – it's a separate thing from the culture, which is like this cancel culture shit where it's like you go into a comedy. You go into a place where they're going to – it's going to be a comedy show. You go in there, and you go in there to know that there's going to be jokes said. And if you go in there and you don't like the jokes, that's fine. You, you don't, you don't have to like the jokes. They're not for everybody. Just like how music is not for everybody, and books are not like a certain books are not for everybody. People like different things. But what has changed in the world is that if you don't like something, no one else is allowed to like it because you are the arbiter of what is right and what is wrong. And so I think that it's fairly ridiculous that people would go on and try to turn this into a, oh, we got to cancel her and she's a piece of shit and you can't make jokes about young black men getting murdered, which is not what she was saying. And then trying to turn this into like a black or white thing or a political thing is just fucking ridiculous. And let's not forget about the fact that Tentacion is a huge piece of shit. He uh, got arrested for literally tying up his girlfriend and I'm holding her captive. There, but, yeah. no, no, let's, let's, let's not focus on any of that. You okay, I'm, I'm just saying. Rest in peace. I agree. With, no, I just, I, I, you were about to dig yourself into a hole for the people to come at you, and I want to save you from that because I, I don't want you to. I, no, I'm not saying okay. you said anything wrong. I'm just saving okay. you from something. I don't think it's a hole. I feel you. And people have to get over that. But all right, fine. I feel you. I won't no, go no, into no, it. No, where I was, what I was getting at is, it has nothing to do with his character, right? Let's not even focus on. It, you know yes. What I'm Everything that you said was spot on. Let's like let's not even focus on who he was as a person because that's when people will start playing devil's advocate. Yeah. So when I referred to a whole, it was just putting yourself in an yeah, area yeah, yeah. where they could. You, you, because you my argument didn't need that. I. It, that's it's, my it, point. I was just like, I'm gonna stop you right that's there. That's all so, I was good. I was just adding it as a secondary thing to say like, it's not even like. Anyways, well, go ahead. Yeah, go right. ahead. No, well, I mean, for starters, I think comedians live in the strangest times, the toughest of times, to not only practice their craft, but to even find material that they're even allowed to talk Point. Um, For one, you know, my only critique of this girl is I just think that she's awkward and not funny. Like, I like delivery. Um... And I love observational comedy. I like what she's trying to do. She's using current current events. She's using her own dark sense of humor of, oh, that's what I thought when it got. And I think it was a good joke. I think somebody else could have delivered it better to actually make me laugh. But I see the cleverness and I see what she was trying to. But it just, to piggyback what you were saying, it just shows that the climate that we live in is... I call it people are asking for tolerance while being intolerant. 
you can't expect everyone to tolerate your opinions and agree with them on top of it. And the inverse is make them edit everything they say, make sure that everything that they do coincides with your beliefs. That's not the world that we live in, and that's not the way it's going to be. You understand? XXX Tentacion has been dead for quite some time. You feel what I'm saying? Um, long enough where I think it's been enough time where, you know, this is not offensive to the family. And if it is, I apologize. To them. But people still make fun of Michael Jackson calling him a child molester. There was no proof there. People make fun of the living R. Kelly saying the same thing about him. About one of my favorite comedians, Dave Chappelle, did an excellent skit on that. Um, and even Dave Chappelle's most recent uh, comedy sketches where he had some very funny things to say about Caitlyn Jenner. Um, you know, it's just the time that we live in. You know, some people can get away with it. Some people can't. What I'm trying to articulate is um, I think that there are comedians that have done far worse that we are not hanging out to dry. I don't think this was racially motivated at all. I mean, we could go back to what Jerry Seinfeld did about 10 years ago. I remember that. I saw that video and that shit was more weird than funny, you know, and he was using some colorful language. Does he have the same? And trust me, he definitely had some people uh, after him. But does did not does he did she do the same thing? Absolutely not. She did not. She she did not. And um. To even take it a step further, I think this all started with Don Imus. You remember what happened with Don Imus? I do, and this did start with Don Imus, and it's I funny that you bring that up. This is started. this yeah. is exactly where it started. It's when the company, for people that don't know, but I, I just want to go back back to one more thing that you mentioned that I wanna that I wanna say for the people. I think people forget that um, comedians can't practice in their house. Right. Like it doesn't work. So when you go to these shows, when you go somewhere and you go and they're like, oh, we have 10 people on tonight or whatever, they're trying out material. Right. And trying it in different ways. And so that's where they practice. So like you get a refined you get a refined thing if it's a show for the specific person. Right. Like if you buy tickets for Dave Chappelle and he's doing an arena tour. Or you get tickets for a comedian you like and he's doing a straight up tour. Like go to my website. This is the tour. This is where I'll be. You will get hashed out clear material that they made. That's their 30 minutes, their hour, whatever it is, right? That they go and they tour. When you go to a comedy show on a Tuesday or a Thursday, that's just like people. And sometimes Dave Chappelle will show up or some other big comedian will show up or do something. That is not their final material and they're there maybe trying it in another way or trying a new joke they'll do like a joke in the beginning that works and then they'll kind of put in a new joke in the middle and see how it goes and then like close with another joke that they that they're that they're kind of close to finishing you know they're like ironing out their work right because they have to practice it in front of people because they have to know how an audience is going to react so like when you take these things and you videotape inside of a comedy club that's not like a this is the special, like Kevin Hart's special, like you went to Madison Square Garden to see Kevin Hart, but instead you're at the Comedy Cellar on a Friday at 8 p.m. and 
Kevin Hart shows up and then you videotape that and people are like, that joke was insensitive. We have to cancel Kevin Hart. Well, maybe he went out there, did it, and realized he didn't make a laugh and also realized it's insensitive, right? But the only way you know that is when you're out there trying it out. So when you go there and you capture that moment. Why can't he be insensitive? No, 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 but but what I'm, no, 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 no. my point is, my my point is, is that people act like everything that you see, because this comes up a lot with comedians of, I can't believe they said something in there. They're acting like this is the presented media that they put on their Netflix special, right? Like they went out there and put it out. Forget the whole part that they should be allowed to be insensitive, right? They're treating this moment as if this is the final thing that they said, here you go, this is, this is my... This is a year's worth of work that I put into this hour. And I think well, people only, forget well, that because it's, it's really like one of the Twitter, only bro. mediums, but it's one of like the only mediums where you can't really practice it anywhere else. Not like music where you can just practice it at home or you can make a song in the studio. You have to present it in front of people to kind of hash those things out. So it's like another wrinkle that people don't really think of when they when they see these things. But well, it's 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 more what I'd have to say to that is um, What's up guys? Is anybody here you know, with it, it's like Twitter. Um, you can't write an offensive tweet 10 years ago because it can be dug up. It may have been screenshotted or if it's still on your account, it can be dug up. So it's the same concept where it's like it's out there. People heard it or people read it. So now people can formulate an opinion on it. I, I totally agree. And um, that's why, you know, I started with saying in full agreement with you, um, when I first started talking before that I think comedians live in the toughest time to be a comedian. If you think you're a funny person and you want to be able to go out there and share your talents with the world, the amount of self editing that we're asking these comedians to do um, is going to hinder their greatness. Put it like this. I don't know if you've ever seen Eddie Murphy's raw or delirious. Yes. Both. But neither one of those could go on now. Exactly. Neither one of those could because he uses a derogatory term to a specific community that starts with an F. I think if we were to run a count meter on both specials, it would probably break 500. Yeah. He said that word so many times. And um, he wouldn't be able to do that today, like you said. So it's tough for them. There really is no answer. Um, if you're trying to come up, it's even harder for you. And if you're already on, they will threaten to take everything away from you. Um, so you really just have to make the right connections and you just have to develop an audience. Like I realize Dave Chappelle is allowed to say some of the things that he says in 2018 and 2019 because people know who Dave Chappelle is from 2000 and 95, so to speak. So it's like... He's kind of been doing this, although he gets a lot of backlash for it. No one's threatening to cancel him. But I think as soon as you don't, it's like what they did to Don Imus, right? Because he messed up by saying the word ho in that statement. That was offensive. Those women aren't hoes. You feel what I'm saying? And and they were the women's professional basketball team. You know what I'm saying? But I thought it was funny, you know, because he was like, he he was commenting on their appearance. He called them nappy headed. And yeah. Ladies, I love you. You know, I'm black. Kinky hair is beautiful. But, yo, with y'all sweating on that court, it could look a little frizzy. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny. But a man like Don Imus to call people nappy-headed hoe, 
they made an example out of them. And that sparked the cancel culture. Because what happened was, yeah, because what happened was that was when social media was new. It's another thing that people forget all the time. Social media was new, and there was a lot of backlash against Imus. And so they straight up canceled the show. And so then these people realized that a very, very small minority, right, has a uh, lot of power Oprah against them. Yeah, no, Oprah. but 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 what I'm saying is it became a thing because of this small Twitter social media thing and companies just fold a lot. And I think that Dave Chappelle and some of these other people are proof that if you just don't fold, it goes away. Right, because these people don't really care. They just want they're the just bonus points. The next they want yeah, the bonus the points buzz. to yep. show, and it's called virtue signaling. And they just want to go out there and show how woke they are, or how much of an ally they are, or how I'm not sexist women, and I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna find the piece of shit sexist men, and I'm gonna point them out, and then hopefully later you'll kiss me. But that's the secret eye undertone that they really mean. But nope, let's forget that. That's a whole other topic. But like. But, like, they go out there and they find somebody and they're like, this guy's canceled. And then three days later, another guy's canceled. And I think the reason why Chappelle and these other guys get a pass is not necessarily that they get a pass. It's just they're so big and they have fuck you money that they just go to a – if a company is like if – like, if, like, Netflix was like, oh, we don't know if we want to buy your next special because it was a little uh, dicey on social media. He'll go, okay, call up Hulu. Hey, Hulu, you want to give me $50 million for a special? And they will go, yes, cool, right? Because he's big enough and he just doesn't care. You just can't let this shit bother you. And that's why a lot of comedians are doing podcasts and these other things because these companies are just – they just fold so fast. And that's why we're in this weird thing with these corporate, big corporate – uh, media things that fold and get worried about that other stuff. but And that's why podcasts are thriving because at the end of the day, people want to hear people talk normally. But you can't do that on a regular thing because of all the corporate entities. And so you say something wrong and then all of a sudden they're tweeting at Coca-Cola saying, can you believe that you like these two misogynist pigs who said women are crazy uh, on the We Out Here podcast? You better cancel them, Coca-Cola. Threaten to pull your ads. And then when Coca-Cola, when some fucking intern at Coca-Cola emails the company and says, oh, we're hearing this bad stuff. They're like, oh, fuck it. We'll get rid of you because you're Coca-Cola and we don't even want to rock the boat. So when you do these things on your own and you have your own revenue and you get to control your own destiny, it's it's a lot better. And that's why I yeah. think podcasts and these other things have become so successful while mainstream media and these other things have, have literally have been just bleeding out for years. The only issue is how do you monetize in capital? You know, we really um... – you know, we, we were having that conversation as opposed to like, you know, when you have that advertisement revenue coming in, it allows you to accomplish so much more and even potentially even reach greater audiences because you might be getting promo through your actual ads. It's like it's a two way street sometimes. And I was just having that conversation actually with a few people um, just in general. But what I think is that I think you hit the nail on the head is the independence, the being allowed to. uh manage the content yourself having creative control and more so more so than not in my humble opinion um getting a fan base that truly appreciates what it is that you do and i I think you hit that spot on that's why i'm surprised i'm surprised black philip was on the radio it was xm but still because that shit was ahead of its time it was a yeah shout outs she shout outs to patrice o'neill who probably would have been I, I I can't imagine what he would have been 
doing independently today exactly independently now, now how, how his life how his life would have been uh just i mean so he like with the shit he was saying but um he really but yeah i mean i think it was because he was on sirius xm and his show was not that big and even now a lot of people don't know who he was so he was just kind of off the radar the only people listening was real real dedicated fans and uh, that's how he got away with it because and he was not. I mean, bro, some of the things he would say, it's like, you sound like a chauvinist. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't say that, you know, that's awful. I mean, but it just, it just goes to show the difference between, um, you know, like you can't go on the breakfast club, the largest radio, uh, hip hop, radio show in america right now shouts to charlemagne angela yee and dj um you can't go there though and say certain things they're either going to edit it out or they'll just never have you back or they'll put it out there and they'll label you a certain way and you'll be canceled next um it's it's a really tough climate that we live in that's why um we're actually brave for shooting this podcast because even though we don't we don't we definitely stray away from tackling any major issues um people are so individual easily offended i'm pretty sure some people don't like our wnba episode yeah we fixed that shit though we fucking fixed it lower that hoop i'm sorry lower the hoop no nine feet you just gotta lower it a foot nine feet you just gotta lower it one foot one foot and we the wnba is fixed that's all you gotta do lower it one foot anyway though i i'm honestly uh I'm. I have to wrap up, so I hate to call our show. No, no, no. Today. That's where. No, we're not short. Yeah. We're long, actually. We're we're way long. We're way we're long. Like an hour and twenty today. Oh, we're probably thank closer to an hour thirty. But yeah. 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 Well, we thank everybody for listening. We hope that um, you know, like Joey Coco Diaz would say that you wake up in the morning. What does he say? He says a lot of things. I didn't. I honestly, I just didn't want to quote him. Let's do. Uh, he's more popular than me, so just let him say it. Hold so on. It doesn't come uh, out of my mouth. Yeah. Let's end. Let's end with a. Uh, let's let's end with one of his morning joints. So don't so, give up. So yeah, here we go. So uh, we'll, we'll leave with bitches. We'll 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 leave with Uncle Joey one of his uh one of his morning joints, and uh, but I just want to say thanks to everybody. We got a new logo. I hope y'all enjoy it because that shit was not cheap, starting, but it looks great. Yeah, we will be starting our Instagram. Uh, we will be building our following, our YouTube channel. We will yep. be plugging all these things. You will be able to click our links, and we yep. will start plugging them. Quick plug, shout out to Joey Coco Diaz. Follow him on all social media platforms. Yeah, he at Mad will, Flavor. Yep. There you go. He will change your life. That's Joey and, Diaz. Uh, yeah, so we'll give you one of his um, one-minute motivational morning things. Uh, but thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we out here. So thanks for being with us. Later. Don't give up. Yeah. Don't let the world get you down. When it does get you down, get up and write what you want out of your life. And don't fucking stop. You know what I'm saying? There ain't no vacations. Only with people with credit card that take vacations. You get up every fucking day. You look in the mirror and you tell that mirror, I'm a bad motherfucker. And one way or another, I'm going to make it fucking happen today. And guess what? If you keep writing it down after a while, the power of the pen, you'll fucking believe it. Next thing you know, you'll be slinging dick like Kevin Spacey. You know what I'm saying? 
it's over. Oye, te tienen que mamarte a la pinga. ¿Sabes por qué? Porque te ronca los cojones. That's why. You're part of the church, motherfuckers. I'm with you. You're with me. And they want to be with us, but they can't. You know why? Because we're too real. We show up with no fucking stories, no fucking, you know. You're not going to believe what happened. Oh, my God. My aunt said, who gives a fuck, okay? We came to get down. We came to get down. Jump around, jump around, jump, 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 and get down. Anyway, it's your Uncle Joey telling you it's going to be the best week of your life, all right? Whatever happened last week, bury it under the carpet. Just remember, you got to check on your skeletons from time to time. Or if not, they check on you. You follow me? Beside that, it's going to be a new week. You get up tomorrow, you do your 22 push-ups, and you tell the world to suck your dick. You know why? Because your Uncle Joey sent you. I love you motherfuckers. Have a great dinner with your families tonight. Give them all a hug. You don't know when the Koreans are going to send a missile. And that's it, and that's that. <laughs>